Hello everyone and welcome to the second episode of Start Remote. Today we are going to chat with Morris from Product Board who was in charge of building up the very first remote team for this company. So now we are live. Uh, yeah, I think, I think um, I, I'm just going to start very, very uh, like normal way. And that's like, if you can just introduce yourself, uh, who are you, where do you work and, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. Um, so my name is Maurice. I live in Amsterdam. Um, I'm an engineering manager at Product Board and I've been working at Product Board for about a year and three months now. Um, I used to live in Prague, which is where Product Board has an office. Uh, I worked there and I lived there for about 10 months. And then last November, I moved back to Amsterdam, which is where I was living before. And I wanted to move back because I kind of miss my friends and my family and the city of Amsterdam, which is just one of my favorite cities ever. So, so I wanted to move back and I didn't want to lose my job at Product Board because I really enjoyed what I was doing there. And I really love the people at Product Board and the culture and the things that we're working on. So yeah, I started talking to Daniel, the CTO, which was back then my manager. And I basically asked him like, hey, uh, you know, I want to move back to Amsterdam, but I don't want to lose my job at Product Board. Can we make that happen in, in some form? And then he basically replied and he said that, you know, this might be a great time to start experimenting with remote work, um, which is pretty, pretty amazing. So I moved back to Amsterdam and I started working remotely from a co-working space. And I've been doing that for about half a year now. And in the meantime, I've been trying to build a remote team as well. So um, I've been doing a lot of interviews and, and hires for, for that team. But the funny thing is that we're all remote now, of course, all of a sudden with the whole crisis. So um, even though my team was going to be the first remote team, we're we're all the first remote team now. <laughs> so that's a very interesting development. But yeah, it's still, uh, it's still something that I'm, that I'm working on, on creating that team. Maybe if you can like, tell us a little bit more about like, your specific role. How do you work? Because you're a product company, right? Um, I don't know if you have any tribes or what's the methodology you follow in that regard and, and so on. Yeah, yeah, good question. So at Product Board, we work in product teams. Uh, like cross-functional product teams. So basically what that means is that a team consists of uh, a few engineers, so front-end, back-end engineers, QA engineers, as well as a product manager, a designer, and a engineering manager, which is my role. Um, and each of those teams belongs to a certain domain in Product Board. So Product Board is kind of like broken down into different domains. And in a product team, you're kind of focusing on that one domain. So you have that knowledge of that domain you know how the code looks like you know what the users expect from that domain um so i guess it's somewhat similar to a tribe model but we don't really call it tribes per se but it's kind of similar mm -hmm. do, do you do you do i don't know like two weeks sprints or like how does that work yeah it's it's a bit flexible so like we don't have one framework that every team has to follow um, what my team does is that we have one week sprint, so they're quite short. Um, that means that we have planning on Tuesday. So we started sprint on Tuesday, actually. We've only recently started doing that, but we noticed that if you start your sprint on Monday and let's say you have planning at 11, um, you have like two hour window to kind of wrap up the stuff from the last sprint, uh, which might not always be enough, right? 
And so we figured that if you start your sprint on Tuesday, you have the whole Monday to kind of wrap the previous sprint up. And then on Tuesday, you can start fresh and, and, and start a new sprint. So that's what we're trying out right now. So we have that. We have daily syncs, of course. Um, we have retrospectives every two weeks, actually. So we don't do it at the end of the sprint, but at the end of every two sprints. Um, and we have meetings like refinements uh, as well. What's the, what's, what's the story like, behind the first product board uh, like remote team? Um, like, was it uh, intentional or like, how, how, what's the story behind? So let me just give you a little bit more of context, you know, around product board and, and how we're working. So we have an office in Prague, we have an office in San Francisco, and we basically had that since day one. So Hubert, the, the CEO and the founder was living in San Francisco and Daniel, the CTO, um, was living in Prague. So basically from day one onwards, we already had that kind of distributed setup. And as we were growing, you know, we we kind of became a culture of, you know, working distribute, uh, distributedly, uh, working mostly online um, and, and doing, you know, those kinds of things. So the step to remote wasn't that big because we already were super active on Slack, super active with, you know, using Zoom, um, documenting everything, all of those things that are historically quite, you know, tricky when it comes to remote work. We already had most of those, those things already laid out. So the step to a fully remote team was not that big for us. So when I moved back to Amsterdam, I was basically tasked with creating the first remote team. Uh, and of course, we had to kind of think about what that, you know, would mean, uh, what kind of changes would we need to make to actually make that happen. But uh, yeah, I've, I've been doing that since, since, uh, since six months now. Um, I think one of the things that's very different with that setup is that hiring is very different, right? Like I'm doing interviews with people from, I don't know, Portugal or Bulgaria or uh, Russia, whatever. And it's, it's very different. Like you cannot really invite the candidate to come to the office for like an hour interview, right? So you have to do all of that remotely, which is, which is a bit different than the interviewing process that we, that we had before. But it's, it's, it's not that tricky. It's not that different once you get adjusted to, you know, always interacting mm -hmm. with people on Zoom and always interacting over uh, online communication methods instead of actually seeing each other in person. Um, yeah. Does that make um, sense? Yeah, definitely. I have like three questions regarding the um, that. Uh, one is like if you if you set up like any specific KPIs for you, like because it was like the first remote team. So how how you were like thinking of it, like to even start it. Like I mean, there was definitely like your like personal reason for it, but uh, from the company like point of view, how did you kind of push it? Yeah, so what we want to do, because it's still, even though everyone is remote right now, the thing that I'm working on is still kind of an experiment, right? So as a company, we're not yet sure if remote work is going to work for us in the long term. And the experiment is kind of, is kind of centered around proving to the rest of the company that remote teams are as productive, if not more productive, than teams that are in the office, right? So we don't have concrete KPIs, like we don't have concrete numbers, let's say. But I think the most important thing is that we have a stable team that basically delivers the same type or the same amount of output or outcomes uh, similar to in-office teams, right? 
if that is not the case, it doesn't mean that the experiment is, is failed or, you know, that we have to kind of abandon remote work, but it means that there is something in the process with remote work that doesn't work as well for us as the things that people do in the office. So that means, you know, we need to go back to the drawing board, kind of reestablish our processes, and then again, kind of run the same test. Whereas success would mean that we prove that the remote team is as productive as the in-office teams, and now we can start hiring more remote people, right? That's kind of like my personal passion or my personal vision is that maybe in three to six months, we can prove that this team that I've built is as productive as the in-office teams, and now we can maybe hire two or three or four more remote teams and make product board like a hybrid, you know, in office slash remote uh, setup. I think that will be super cool. So at this point, you're more like collecting the data to prove whether it's it, like this experiment is going to work or not, right? Or Well, at this point, I'm still building the team. So <laughs> we're currently four people. Um, we have a product manager that's also based in Amsterdam. We have a designer based in Berlin and a front-end engineer based in Brescia, Slovakia. And myself, of course, also based in Amsterdam. Um, but that's not, not enough yet to have a full uh, cross-functional team. So I'm still looking at hiring a few more front-end engineers and a back-end engineer as well, and a QA engineer. So hopefully soon we'll be eight people. And then, you know, we have all the skills on board to really start adding value to our customers. Perfect. Uh, what are your um, takeaways uh, on the hiring part? Because you, you kind of touched it a little bit. So if we can dive in more. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a very interesting experience, I have to say. We, we have had way more applicants than ever before because the market is way bigger, right? Like before, when we were looking for engineers, we were kind of limited to Prague and, and those surroundings. But now... Uh, like we're focusing on Europe only because we don't want time zones to be too big of an issue. So we're focusing on Europe, but all of a sudden you, you have access to all the engineers in, in Europe, right? Uh, so that's pretty, pretty exciting. And we've, we've been experimenting with different, different job boards. So we posted our um, job ads on LinkedIn, which is usually quite a good platform for that. We've posted it on Stack Overflow, which was not the best experience. Uh, I think at one point we got 600 applicants in, in like two months or something. So you have to go through all those resumes. You have to go through all the cover letters. You have to go to everyone's LinkedIn to see if they're a good fit or not. So that, that obviously takes a lot of time. Plus a lot of people were applying from outside of Europe as well. Uh, so they obviously didn't, you know, read the full job ad or they were still, they were still trying but that also takes a lot of time to review all of those applications. So that was interesting to see that a lot of people were, were interested, but it's also very time consuming. So we decided to not do that anymore. And instead we've decided to post the job ads on specific job boards um, that are 100% remote focused, right? So Stack Overflow is kind of generic, whereas job boards like we work remotely or um, remote okay, those are like super specific for remote work. And those tend to work really well. So we get, you know, we still get a lot of applications in, not as much as with Stack Overflow, which is good because the quality is way higher. So out of all of those applications, it's more likely that we, that we will push those people to the next round. Whereas with Stack Overflow, we just had to reject a whole bunch of people because they didn't even fit the criteria, right? 
so is it is it like is there like a significant correlation that for for instance like if you if you post it on the like we work remotely or like these kind of platforms that also that can you can you say that people have like the right habits they they already have the experience like working like remotely therefore they are like more likely to be like the good fit uh, in like your new team yeah that's a great question i don't have like the exact numbers but my initial feeling is Yes, you know, the, the people that are on those job boards are very specifically looking for a remote job and tend to have that experience already as well, which is pretty, uh, pretty great for us because, you know, this is the first time that we're actually doing this. So if we can get people on board that have experience working remotely, that will really help us establish those processes as well. How difficult is to is to kind of explain the the company culture uh, like throughout this like a like a remote uh, like wall in between you and the, the especially like the new new hires or like the people who are like not in the company? Yeah, it can be quite tricky, but I think what we're doing really well is that we're starting with that early on. So even during the interview process, we already try to share as much as possible about the the company culture or engineering culture, uh, mindsets and values. And we're also really selective on those things, right? So when we're interviewing people, we're really looking for those signs that show us that they have the right mindset or the right values. Doesn't mean that they have to have that specific mindset, but at least kind of overlapping mindsets, right? So we're starting very, very early on in the process. Um, and then once the people come on board during onboarding, uh, usually we would ask them to travel to the office uh, for their first week of onboarding, because it's just very important to us to, you know, see the people in the office, understand the vibe there, meet all the people and kind of dive a little bit deeper into that culture. So usually the first week is, is in the office. And after that, we would expect the people to travel back and forth every six weeks to the Prague office to work together there. So we were actually supposed to go there, I think three weeks ago, but you know, for obvious reasons, we weren't able to do it. But the idea was that we would all travel to Prague, work together from Prague for a few days. We actually have a product board uh, apartment in Prague, so we can all stay there as well. And then, you know, we could, you know, do brainstorming sessions, whiteboarding sessions, but maybe even more importantly, we would be able to go out for dinner, go out for lunch, grab a drink after work, and those kinds of things. And I think that's really important that you have regular FaceTime. Like you don't want to do that every two weeks, for example. Like that's a lot of travel, of course. But to do that every half year is, is also maybe not enough. So we decided on every six weeks because then when you start the quarter, you can come together. Then you work separately for six weeks. You come back in the middle of the quarter, uh, work together for a few days in Prague. And then again, six, six more weeks of, of working in your own, in your own city. How, how do you kind of overcome this challenge like nowadays like with with the situation like do you have i don't know like some kind of like unstructured meetings where anyone can just like pop in or um like how do you do that yeah yeah we're still trying to do a lot of those things so uh one example is virtual lunches so we have a virtual lunch every two weeks um and it's basically you know we're all just having lunch in our living room or you know at the kitchen table whatever and just talking about the weekend or talking about i don't know random stuff right uh, instead of just always talking about work so that's really helpful we also have uh, bi-weekly LAN parties uh, so we all go online and play we played counter-strike the last time which was pretty funny uh, actually one of our teams 
uh, challenged my team. And so we all, you know, went into Counter-Strike. I think it was 10 of us. So it was like five against five shooting each other and, and cursing and just having a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> so that was definitely, uh, that's definitely really good to do with your team as well. There's a couple of like virtual drinks or virtual beers after work. So yeah, we, we tend to do that as well. What, what are the pros and cons of the rework work in your opinion? Yeah, that's, that's an interesting question. I actually, I sent out a survey to all product boarders last week. And, and so there were, you know, people also answering that question. So, but I will just first do it from my perspective. I think the, the, the biggest pro that I personally see is less distractions. Like I still have very busy days and very scheduled, you know, fully, fully scheduled days, but I have time in between to kind of gather my thoughts, write them down instead of, you know, people coming in and, uh, you know, asking you something, interrupting you or stuff like that. I think that's really great. Now that I'm working from home all the time, because I used to work from a co-working space, but of course I can. So now that I'm working from home all the time, I really enjoy not having a commute. Like I wake up early in the morning and let me just move around a little bit. I wake up early in the morning and I take about an hour or two to just kind of like chill, meditate, read something. And, and then I start my day. So I don't have to, you know, go on a bus or a train or on a bike. I mean, I live in Amsterdam, so we bike here. So I don't have to do that. And that's, I think that's really awesome as well. And at the end of the day, you know, you kind of close your laptop and then uh, you can call it a day instead of then having to hop on a, on a train or whatever. So that's really great. I think when it comes to teams, what I really like about remote work is that you have to have a different sense of trust. So, you know, when I think about my team, I, I don't see them coming in in the office in the morning. So I have to trust them, you know, that they're doing stuff. And the way I can trust them is by having a lot of interaction with them. So I, I have weekly one-on-ones uh, of about an hour where I just want to, you know, kind of catch up with them, see what's going on, see how they're dealing with the current situation, for example. But when it comes to, to trusting the team to be productive, it's no longer about the hours that someone puts in or the hours that you see someone being at their desk, but it's more about what is the actual outcome? What is that person producing, right? Whether it's designs or code or, or anything else. And I think in a remote setting, you have a different sense of trust that to me feels uh, maybe even a bit more deeper than the trust that you have when you're in the office. Oh yeah, so those were pros. <laughs> you also wanted to hear some cons. Uh, for me, the biggest con is the, the lack of social interaction, right? I, I'm a very social person and especially we're working from home, there's just not that much social interaction. So I think the times that I struggle most with that is after work, where I would maybe usually, you know, go out for a dinner or for a drink with a colleague. And obviously you cannot do that when you're, when you're remote. I think that's the thing I struggle with the most. Apart from that, no, that's actually the only one. What are the, because uh, I heard you, you did a tremendous research about the tools and, and all the, the stuff that can like help people with the remote work. So what would be, I don't know, like the, like the, the best tools you would recommend people uh, or like generally some, some of the tips because we need to wrap up the call. So, you know, now it's the time to shine. <laughs> <laughs> wow. No pressure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, you know, there's all the regular tools. So like Zoom, Slack or, you know, whatever communication tool you're using. 
Um, next to that, documentation is really important. So you want to have a good documentation tool. Um, at Product Board, we use Notion, which, which works really well. Um, and of course, you know, the engineering uh, documentation is in GitHub or like in some type of uh, uh, coding system. <laughs> um, so that's really important. I think when it comes to team bonding and, and having those team relationships, there's this tool called Know Your Team. And it basically sends automated questions every week to the team that are either of a social nature or of a cultural nature. So like the social questions are, what was your favorite band when you were growing up? Or, you know, questions like that. Or have you seen a cool movie recently? And the cultural questions are more about the, the team culture and the company culture. And it really gives you a lot of insight in, you know, people because they're answering these social questions. And it also gives a lot of insight in how people think about the team or about the company in general. And I think that's super insightful and, and really helpful. So that's a great tool as well. Apart from that, I'm still trying to find a kind of always on collaboration tool. Um, there's Tandem, which, which is trying to be that, but I wasn't a fan of it yet. So there's, there's a couple of tools in the market that do similar stuff, but it's not uh, really solving the, the issue yet. Because one of the things I don't like is that jumping on a Zoom, it kind of takes away the spontaneity, right? Like you have to plan it, you have to share the link. It's kind of, you have to have an agenda. And I think with an always on collaboration tool, you can kind of just go into a room and if there's anyone else in that room, you immediately have an audio and sometimes video connection and you can have a quick chat. So it's kind of like similar to uh, a water cooler chat, right? Um, I think something like that would be cool, but I haven't found the right tool yet. And uh, you know your team you mentioned, does it also connect the people based on the responses or is it something like that you just see the responses from the others and then it's pretty much up to you if you take any action? Yeah, it's basically that. So you see the results and you can take an action based on that, but it doesn't really do anything apart from it. Oh, there's actually another one that I could definitely recommend. It's called Donut. And it's uh yeah, it's a Slack app and it connects two random people in the company to each other. And then, you know, you jump on a Zoom call and you chat informally for like half an hour or something. It's really fun. I've met a lot of my American colleagues through Donut. Um, and, you know, then I think two months ago we had a company offsite in Portugal. And, you know, then you see the people face to face for the first time. And you're like, oh, yeah, I remember you. Like we had a donut call. That was awesome. So then you have that, you know, relationship kind of established already. Great, great. Um, I think it's, it's pretty much all from my side. So um, would, you, would you like to add anything? Yeah, I think, yeah, maybe there's one thing that, that um, makes me like especially passionate about remote work. And it's, it's that it kind of takes away um, borders or like physical restrictions, right? Like if I want to move somewhere else, uh, I can and I can still keep doing my job. And I think that's pretty awesome. But what I think is even more awesome is that I've talked to people that, that live in cities or that live in countries that don't have a, a cool tech scene, right? They don't have a startup capital or something like that. And if they want to work for cool companies, they feel like they need to move somewhere else to get those opportunities. But maybe they want to stay in that city because their family is there or whatever. With remote work, you don't have that restriction anymore. All of a sudden, you have access to really cool companies where you can learn a lot, where you can grow a lot. 
and you can still do it from you know the town where you were born or the city where your parents live or you know whatever the reason is why you're living in a certain city but you don't have to sacrifice that in order to get cool opportunities and to grow your career further and i think with remote work that's just that's just awesome you know that we can actually do that and i think we will see it more and more and more because more companies and especially now that a lot of companies are forced to work remotely are starting to realize the potentials of remote work and i think um yeah i think that's just really awesome and i'm super curious to see in the next five years how remote work is going to grow and how how companies are going to adjust to that new way of working perfect uh I can't imagine better uh, closing. Uh, I mean, <laughs> Me I, 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 I really like it. And yeah, like, like you said, uh, like there's like, uh, it's incredible if you think of it, it's like you can actually stay in the place you were born or help the, the parents or like whoever is like, like needs you and keep the, the work that, 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 that just creates uh, like a tremendous opportunities for you. And on the other hand, like you mentioned, like for you as, at, at, at product board, you can hire the best engineers, like, like within the Europe now. It's, I think yeah, it's, it, it's, cool. it's, it's, it's really, it's really a nice match actually. Yeah. 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 Cool. Awesome. Cool. Um, cool, so thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, it was super insightful. I enjoyed it a lot.